Welcome to the First Apostolic Church Podcast. Our church mission is to love as God loves, showing compassion to every soul, thus winning those souls and equipping them to be sent out to plant and to harvest. Thank you for joining us today, and we hope that you are blessed by today's podcast. Second Chronicles chapter 15, I want to read verse 18 and 19. And he brought into the house of God the things that his father had dedicated, talking about Asa, and that he himself had dedicated silver and gold and vessels. And there was no more war. Listen to this. You better grab this. And there was no more war unto the five and thirtieth year of the reign of Asa. Now 16 verse 1 through 3. In the sixth and the thirty-sixth year of the reign of Asa, Baasha king of Israel came up against Judah and built Ramah. To the intent that he might let none go out or come in to Asa, king of Judah. Then Asa brought out silver and gold out of the treasures of the house of the Lord and of the king's house. And he sent to Ben-Hadad, king of Syria, that dwelt at Damascus, saying, is there is a league between me and thee as there was between my father and thy father behold i've sent thee silver and gold go break thy league with baasha king of israel that he may depart from me drop down to verse number seven and at that time king hanani hanani the seer came to Asa, king of Judah, and said unto him, Because thou hast relied on the king of Syria, and not relied on the Lord thy God, therefore is the host of the king of Syria escaped out of thine hand. Were not the Ethiopians and the Lumbans a huge host with very many chariots and horsemen? Yet because thou didst rely on the Lord, he delivered them into thy hand. For the eyes of the Lord run to and fro throughout the whole earth to shew himself strong in the behalf of them whose heart is perfect toward him. Herein thou hast done foolishly, therefore from henceforth thou shalt have wars. Then Asa was wroth with the seer and put him in a prison house for he was in a rage with him because of this thing and Asa oppressed some of the people the same time Heavenly Father I thank you for the word Lord I'm standing before you, Lord, as nothingless. Depending this morning upon your anointing and you to speak through these vessels of clay. 
that some way there would be a stir in this house and in our spirits, oh God. That, Lord, we must follow your leading and never depart from your word and your laws, God, and serve you. God, open our minds today. I need you, God. Speak through me in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. You can be seated. Hallelujah. As sin can affect a whole nation, I want you to know this morning that faithfulness, one man's faithfulness can affect a whole nation also. But let us not get to the place till we don't listen to the man of God that he puts in our lives. Asa had a glitch in his walk with God. He had walked with God now and been faithful to God Walking before the Lord for 35 years, the Bible said, with a perfect heart. And, in, and because of that, a whole nation enjoyed that long period of peace. Glory. Everybody said yes. That sounds great to have peace that long. How many of you would like to have peace for that many years? Oh, it sounds good, don't it? You know, if Asa would have went on and walked before the Lord and depended upon the Lord without wavering for the rest of his life, God would have been with him and blessed him. And I guess as I was studying this week and praying about today, that in my heart, I guess that I was really kind of, I guess, saddened because I feel like that what Asa was going through then, I feel like the church is going through now. We need more than ever before for the church to have peace. Peace from the enemy of our soul. Peace from sickness and disease. It seems that we have been living in it and wallowing in it, and I think it's long enough. And I believe that it's time that we turn back to God. Oh, Bishop, what are you saying? We've not been serving God. Well, I don't think we've been serving Him to our fullest. I believe that there is some improvement that we can have. I began to think sitting in my desk, Pastor, I wonder what would happen if we as a church would follow our man of God as he follows the Lord without talking back, without running down, without saying how wrong he is. I wonder what kind of a church it would be if we would just shut up and follow. I don't believe that any of us could lay a hand on his life or on his family's life. He is leading us 
to the best of his ability. And I believe that his abilities are great. Hallelujah. But I do believe that we need to listen, amen, to our man of God. Listen to this. Here is a man named Asa who has done everything right for 35 years. And God blessed him and a whole nation. Everybody said yes. As Asa followed the Lord, a whole nation has followed the Lord. What a great story. Everybody said yes. We're living in a world today where everybody wants to find something wrong with the minister, something wrong with the teacher, something wrong with the youth leader, something wrong with the church. But we can never, hallelujah, find all of the right that's in the church. If we could look past all of the influences and we can look past all the little failures and all the little weaknesses of each other in the church we can have the greatest church that there ever was in this community God I'm feeling the Holy Ghost in this place hallelujah hallelujah it's a great story that we read about Asa but God began to quicken to my mind spirit and my mind spirit that, Pastor, we can have that same thing today. There's no reason that we can't have peace in Mount Carmel. Come on. There's no reason that we can't have revival. There's no really reason that we can't have miracles and signs and wonders. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Does that sound like something you'd like to be a part of, a 35-year revival of peace and blessings? Man, everything was quiet. No wars. How, how would you like to live without any wars against the devil? How would you like to have 35 years of peace from the old boy? Well, let me tell you, if we can get it straightened out down here, we're going to have eternity peace. Eternal peace. Somebody said eternal. I want to tell you somehow this morning that there is a blessing in faithfulness. I just want to fill your mind full of some scriptures to begin with before I really aim to, you know, to get on you real good. Revelation 7, now let's go to Matthew 25, 21. Sorry, Sister Dawn. Matthew 25 and 21 says this. His Lord said unto him, Well done, thou good and faithful servant. Thou hast been faithful over a few things. Everybody said faithful. I will make you ruler over many things. Enter thou into the joy of the Lord. Come on, church. We need to understand that if we're faithful right now, that one day, because of that faithfulness, that God is going to give us a place of eternal faithfulness. Oh, after 35 years of peace, Asa messes up. Oh, glory. God. Hallelujah. 
after all of those years a blessing that God has proved himself to Asa and Asa has walked before the Lord that now that he takes a, a turn in the wrong direction what a sad thing of 35 years can you think about it I'm going to tell you we're living in that hour today and it's happening pastor even brought it out just to, I don't know I believe it was last week Amen. That now there are men and, and women, men that have preached this message, come on, that have stood for it, men that we have stood up and praised God to, that have fell short of following God after all these years, come on, have, have failed to put on holiness without which no man shall see God. God is not going to overlook that. Oh, glory. Now, Revelation 17, 14. Revelation 17, 14. These shall make war with the Lamb, and the Lamb shall overcome them, for he is Lord of lords and King of kings. And they that are with him are called and chosen. And everybody said faithful. That word faithful is important in the word of God. And it's important in our walk with God. Psalms 31, 23. Oh, love the Lord, all ye saints. For the Lord, everybody said, preserveth the faithful and plentifully rewardeth the doer. Come on. I don't know whether that excites you or not, but when I began to study this out, I want you to know there is blessings that come with faithfulness. And I don't know about you, but I need the blessing. <laughs> Brother Cox, I want to be counted as faithful. If he's going to preserve me, come on. If he's going to walk with me through my troubles and through my trials and through my sicknesses and he's going to plentifully reward me, I want to be a part of the faithful. Oh. Anybody want to be faithful? Anybody want a blessing? Glory. Oh. The faithful Asa for 35 years. Glory. Hallelujah. He'll plentifully reward the proud doer. When you're faithful, there is a certain amount of pride. It's not a bad pride. It's a thank God that you've made me able to do it because I couldn't have done it without you. There none of us can be faithful without him. I am faithful because he is faithful whom I serve. It's not because of me. It's not because I've got all of this great willpower inside. Willpower comes from God. I want you to know that. Don't look at yourself and say, well, I lost all that weight because I had willpower. Wrong. It was God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. It was the faithful. Hallelujah. Psalms 101, 6. Mine eyes shall be upon the faithful. Oh, glory. Of the land. Let me tell you. When God is taking a look, I'm going to tell you that when he looks at this area, he's looking down at First Apostolic Church. Come on. He's looking at the faithful. 
He's, come on, he's checking you out. Whether you realize it or not, God is every day checking out your faithfulness. Come on. I don't know whether you believe it or not, but I'm going to tell you it's true that you may not believe it, but he's here taking attendance every time these doors are open to see if you are here. And if you're not here, he knows whether you got a good excuse or not. I said he knows, church. He knows if you've been faithful or if you've not. He knows if your excuse is above board or you're just flat staying out of church. I want to be counted as faithful. I want to be counted as faithful. I want to be there, Brother Terry. You can't be there when you're out on the road. But I'll tell you one thing. You can feel his presence in that truck, brother, as you go down the road. I know the Holy Ghost can be faithful to you and give you a blessing even while you're driving down the road. Somebody say yes. Glory. Hallelujah. So he's looking upon the faithful of the land. I want to be counted faithful. Proverbs 28 and 20. A faithful man. You better get this. Oh, glory. I picked out these verses so I could really encourage you. Because I'm standing here this morning wanting to encourage you. I'm wanting to strengthen you. I'm wanting to make you a better person. I'm wanting to make me a better person. I've cried and I've repented this week. I cried in my office this morning as I was praying and said, God, let me be faithful. Let me be more faithful than I have been. Come on. I said, well, Bishop, I thought you'd been pretty faithful. Well, you don't know my all my life. Come on, I know when I've led up in the area. You know when you've led up in the area. I was repenting. Come on, church. There needs to be some repentance. This isn't just a one-time thing. It's an everyday thing. Brother Cox, I got to get up in the morning. Say, Lord, I thank you, but I'm repenting, Lord, of all this stuff that's in my life that shouldn't be there. I want to be counted as faithful. So if he's faithful to forgive me, I want to be faithful to repent. Amen. A faithful man shall, everybody said, abound with blessing. A faithful man is going to abound with blessing. He's going to waller in it. Can you imagine wallowing in the blessings of the Lord? Come on, church. Oh, there's too many of you that is too starchy. Come on, ladies. It's time the hairpins fly again. Come on, men. It's time that that hairdo get mixed and messed up. Man, how come it's getting quiet in here now? Brother Dennis, did you hear anything go ka in the vacuum cleaner yesterday? Didn't pick up no bobby pins, did you? Oh, Jesus. I was hoping he'd say yes. Glory. If I could get you all to just be faithful, 
You would abound in the blessings of the Lord. You would roll and tumble in them. You wouldn't even be cold no more. You know, the reason a lot of times we get cold in church is because we ain't doing nothing. I don't know about you, but I come to the house of worship to worship. I come to praise him. I come to glorify his name. I come to abound in his blessing. I come to take something home with me. going to abound with blessings but them that maketh haste to be rich shall not be innocent I hope we haven't got any entrepreneurs in here this morning that that's what you've got on your mind and you're sitting here in the house of God well I'm going to tell you you got one behind the pulpit because I want to get rich in God because if I get rich in him, all the other riches I've got anyway. If I could just be faithful to God, God is going to be faithful and bless me. I'm going to abound in his blessings. Brother Mason, y'all sung one of my favorite songs. I always love that song. And about all I can all ever remember of it is I give myself away. Maybe that's what I need to do. That keeps ringing in my ears. Maybe I just need to give myself away that he could use me. For my life is not my own. Come on, church. To you I belong. Come on. Somehow we need to get it down in First Apostolic Church that we're not our own. We've been bought with a price. He owns me. There's blessings that come with ownership. Faithfulness is important to God. It's spoken of 101 times in Scripture. Faithfulness is, is important. It's so sad that one man walked with God 35 years. Brother Johnny and a whole nation followed him. And they all walked before God. If we could all just learn to follow our man of God that God has put over us. Without questioning what is right and what is wrong. Well, I don't agree with you. Well, if he's preaching the word of God, you don't have the right to not agree with him. Come on, as long as he stays in the book church, I'm behind him. I don't care if he bounces all over my toes and bruises me up, Brother Cox. Then I got to stay with him because he's preaching the word to me. As long as we stay in the book, you can point fingers all you want to. But you're not going to abound in the blessings of God. God's going to take away your peace. And Bishop... You didn't preach that way, and you're pastor. I can now, though. Glory. Hallelujah. I want you to notice. Asa began to make wrong choices 
in the 36th year of his reign. The 30, end of 35 and the beginning of 36. And there was three evidences of his spiritual decline that showed up. Number one, he stopped relying on the Lord. And trusted instead in human resources. He began to depend on the pagan, man, I don't even hate to like to say that word, the pagan kings instead of God. He had so much peace. I'm going to tell you, I'm, I, I, I wasn't going here, but I'm going to. I think that we have had blessings and peace so long in the apostolic church and we have been blessed so much and have the Spirit of God in our midst so much, Brother Mason, that we have taken it for granted and we began to wallow around in the blessings and we forgot what it is not to have the blessing. So the Lord sends the blessed. Come on. He sends the plague. He sends the sickness. He sends the disease. He sends the trouble, the trial. Amen. And said, what are you going to do now? Are you going to turn to man? Are you going to turn to me? God help us. Asa. He turned to the human source instead of the godly source. Number two, he rejected and he persecuted the prophet of God. Come on. He didn't want to hear what he had to say because it was too hard. That means that he was doing something wrong. He, he made a mistake if he'd have to listen to the man of God tell him, say, hey, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to... I'm going to place war in your life because you've had 35 years of peace because you have walked before the Lord and the nation has. Now you're going to see you're going to have war. You're going to face war the rest of your days. Bishop, you're saying we're going to, going to face wars the rest of the days? Well, I think that's, we're going to do that no matter. It's, it's, it's a continual battle. Come on. But we got to understand that the battle is not ours, but it's God's. Come on. But I will win. I've read the end of the book. We're on the winning side. And too many times I have found myself, Sister Angie Craig, sitting down in my little old chair. And, and woe is me. And bless God, I don't understand why. And, and Lord, I've walked before you and I've paid my tithes. And I've been to church every time the doors open, God. And I've, I've preached your word. And I've done all of this, Lord. I've, 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 I've just done it all. Don't understand it, Lord, why you have done this. But I'm going to tell you, he's trying you. Come on, he's going to see how many is faithful. Come on, he'll try your faithfulness. <laughs> Woo! And then when the physician, the number three, when the physician, when he was physically afflict, afflicted, he didn't seek God, rather he depended on the physicians. Now, I, I, want, I want to get you out of this thought pattern because I don't, and I can almost hear it in the back of my mind, so I don't want you to, uh, bishops preaching against going to the doctors. Well, if I did, I'd have to, I'd go to hell myself. Because I go, not only when I have to. I hate going. Maybe that's why I'm on medicine, because I never hate, I hated medicine. Sister McGee will tell you, I hated it, didn't want to take it, didn't take nothing, didn't, didn't want nothing. So God had to humble me. Sometimes he has to humble us. Oh, glory. That don't mean you've lost your salvation. That don't mean you're going to hell. Come on. 
But there's one thing that I've always done. I've always sought God first. Before I went, I've always sought God first. Come on. For a year and a half, we took care of my diabetes with just uh, a diet and, and some natural herbs. We took care of it. But it wasn't taken care of. It. I was kept losing weight. And I just kept putting it off, putting it off until I put off 40 pounds. And it was time to do something. Glory. Come on, church. Oh, my. What's getting quiet in here? Well, glory. But I want you to know the physicians of that day is different than this day. When it speaks about physicians in the Old Testament, what it was talking about is because many of them relied upon enchantments. Things that were demonic. Come on, if you please. If you want to call that a physician. Yet in the house of God, if we're not careful, we'll depend upon man so much. There is people that do go for enchantments. They go to, to the psychotic and let, yeah, come on, read my palm. You know, read this, do this, do that. You know, tell me what's going on. I don't know about you, but when I seek for my health, I get out on my knees and say, God, you made this body. You know all about it. Lord, I need help. Come on, church. Oh, let's seek the great physician. Oh, Jesus. When you seek only human solutions to your problems, your relationship with God is not right. There's something wrong with it. Asa made a deal with the king of Syria. With silver and gold because he didn't want to fight the battle. He didn't seek the Lord though. You don't find no place where he sought the Lord about this. He didn't. He just went to the king in Syria, pagan king and and with silver and gold. And I want you to notice where he took it. Out of the Lord's house and out of his own house. You never make a deal with the devil and use God's money. You never make a deal with the devil and use the money out of the house of God. You'll never get a blessing from doing that. But you will get wars. Come on. In fact, it'll be a continual war. And the Bible said it is a continual war. It's the flesh against the spirit and the spirit against the flesh. I battle with it, Brother Cox, all the time. It's, yeah, oh yeah, Bishop deals with it. Come on, I don't care how long you've been in this thing. I've been in this thing 54 years and I'm still dealing with the devil. Every day of my life, I'm still dealing with him. He never quits. I don't care, church. You're always going to have a war. There's always going to be a continual warfare. But I want you to know in the middle of that warfare, I can abound in his blessings. I can roll and tumble in God's grace because he's faithful. If you're faithful... Jesus hallelujah 
Oh, Jesus. Hallelujah. Second Chronicles 16 and 12. And Asa, in the 30th and 9th year of his reign, was diseased in his feet. Until his disease was exceeding great. Yet in, yet in his disease, he sought not to the Lord, but to the physicians. And just things began to open up. Isn't it amazing? Asa became diseased in his feet. I believe there was a reason. Because that he became diseased in his feet. Because I believe the Lord was saying, Asa, because you're not walking after me and seeking after me, I'm going to afflict your, your feet as a symbol of your walk's not right. I began to cry in my office this morning. And I said, Lord, are we in that place as a church that we're diseased in our feet and our walk's not right? Therefore, all of these things are coming upon us. God, is it because we're not being faithful to you? God, How many times have you missed church lately and really didn't have an excuse? How many times could you really showed up but you didn't? I'm not pointing fingers. Understand that. I know that when we get sick, there's times we get sick and we got to understand that. But there is times that the devil will send a little headache along just to keep you home and as soon as it's past church time, the headache's gone. I've told this story a thousand times, even related it again to pastors. He's riding in the van. He'd heard it before. He still chuckled on it. That's all right. Other day, just him and I. Little old preacher, Sister McGee and I knew, called Brother Hatfield. He was a wiry little guy. He preached. Man, he could preach. He'd tear your socks off. He'd step on your toes, and he'd bruise you up. I remember he told a story of how he'd been sick and God told him to walk 29 miles to Owensboro. So he set out to walk. He said, I never had so many people to stop and beg me to ride with them. And I said, I can't. I'm walking for God. I'm going to get my healing. He said, I had people after people stop and I just kept on walking. He received his healing. Come on. Another time, he said, I, I began to have chills. He said, every day I'd have chills. And he said, it was just, it was, I'd just shake all over. So he said, it got to the place that I'd even watched the clock and knew what time the chill was going to come. So he said, about 12 o'clock, I knew it was going to get close to 12. I'd go turn the covers down, get in bed, have a cover up real good, come up to my neck. Said, that chill had hit, and I'd shake all over. After a while, I'd leave. I'd get out of bed. Everything would be all right. But tomorrow, here I come. The chair, it's about 12 o'clock. I'd run, jump in bed, cover up my head, you know. Oh, here come the chill. He said, one day the Lord said to me, said, how stupid are you going to be? Why don't you fool the devil? Just get under the bed. He said, that day I slipped under the bed and I ain't had a chill since. Come on, church. Sometimes we need to be faithful and call on God. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, 
A lot of the times, the devil knows where to find us. That's why he's going to give it to us. If I just quit staying at home and waiting on the sickness to leave, I wonder what would happen if I'd go to church and get rid of it. Sister McGee, thank you for coming on to church. I can tell you're feeling better. I'm just going to go ahead and say it. I'm going to meddle a little bit. Hey, I'm, hey, I'm a senior citizen. I can do that. If they can rummage in your affairs over to high rise, I'm going to rummage in them here. At least I'm in the church. More stories come that place than you ever shake stick at. All right. Oh, my. If you want to hear it, just go over there. You'll hear it. Come on now. Come on, somebody. Come on, somebody. Say amen. But it's a sad thing when you come to the house of God and you can hear it too. There's more to being faithful to the house of God than walking in the doors and taking your place on the pew. You know that place on the pew where you've got housekeeping set up and nobody else is supposed to sit there and that's my blanket and my cushion. What would you do with it? Well, it's under the back pew if you want to know if you ever look for it. You know why? Because I don't know about you. I didn't come in here to set up housekeeping. I come in here to worship. I didn't come to sit on my seat. I come to glorify God. I come to worship. I come to worship. I come to dance. I come to jump. I want to be counted faithful. Glory. Glory. Hallelujah. The Lord pronounced wars upon Asa because he made a league with the powerless. Oh, you didn't hear me. I said he made a league with the powerless. Somebody that could not win that battle. And Asa knew that. He was at odds to win the battle all the way down through his life. Yet God fought those battles because he was faithful. And now here he is turning to the powerless. God. Somebody that's really wanting to backslide on their way out anyhow. You know what they'll do? Not that you are, Brother Pat. I wouldn't say that. But they'll go hunt up the biggest sinner. And they'll, what do you think about this? Well, bless God, they shouldn't be telling you that. Bunch of heretics. A cult. That's where you are. A cult. They're telling you what to do. They're making you do this. No, sir. But I'm going to preach a word of God to you. And if you don't do it, you're not dealing with bishop. You're dealing with God. As long as I'm in the book, you better do what the book says. Mercy. Feeling it in here. I don't want to deal with the powerless. 
If I'm going to take anything, I want to take it to God because he has got all power. Churches today are making a league with the world and losing their power and authority. Come on. Why would you make a league with the powerless when you've got a God that's a God of gods and the King of kings? Beside him there is no other. There was none before him, none after him, none beside him. He is the only God. There's not another God. This is it. Oh my, I'm going to meddle again. I'm going to tell you, there's only one church going to heaven. Now you can shout with me, or you can sit there and criticize, but I'm going to tell you. There, Jesus said, I am the truth and the way. So I'm going to let you know this. It's not what's written on the stinking door on the outside. Baptist, Methodist, Presley, it's not that, it's not that. But it's those that stay in the book. And you've got to stay in the book. If you're not living by the book, I don't care what's written over it, you're not going. If it's not word of God, if you bypass the word of God and put your own feelings in, you're not going. Whew. Oh, yeah. Everybody said amen. So I love you, Bishop. I didn't look to see who all said it. Matthew 28, 18. I got to hurry. And Jesus came and spake unto them, saying, All power is given unto me in heaven and in earth. I believe destiny's even feeling better. She's worshiping with me now. I'm feeling better about it. All power is given unto me in heaven and earth. Now listen to what Acts 1 and 8. It was given unto Jesus. Now he's going to pass it down to the church. But yea, everybody said me, shall receive power. After that, the Holy Ghost is come upon you. Whoa, that power has done, been passed down to the church. Everybody said, that's me. Come on, pat your chest here a little bit. That's me. I got power. Come on. I got power because Jesus had power. And he passed that power down the church. Now I've got power. Ooh, glory. Hallelujah. And ye shall be witnesses unto me both in Jerusalem and in Judea and in Samaria and the uttermost part of the earth. He said, I'm going to make a witness out of you. You got power now. Now you can witness. You're not afraid to say something now. Brother Mike, you can witness to those you work with now because you got power. Sister Brenda, you're not even the same you was when you was in the first time because you got power now. And I see such a great difference. She's not the Brenda she used to be. Come on. Oh, there's been a change in me. Come on. Woo! And the Lord has counted her as faithful. Oh, God. 
Come on. It don't matter what people counts me. If the Lord counts me faithful, if he counts you faithful, then, honey, it's all right. Don't worry about what people say. They're going to run you down and try to stomp you in the ground. But when God counts you faithful, you're going to be faithful. Oh, yes, I've had those letters wrote to the pastor. How terrible of a guy I was. Oh, and you've had those too. You've had people to tell you, boy, I'll tell you what, you're... That's right. Amen. Thank you. She's going bound in blessings today. Oh, Jesus. Hallelujah. Church, the power of God. Hold on to your seats. The power of God is waning in our midst because we are diseased in our feet and we're not walking right. Come on, I'm not, I'm not, hey, I, I've done, I've done, had, I've done, I've done prayed the Lord about this. I've, I've, come on, I've done be him over the back and, you know, and scourged him and, don't want to get up and say what, yeah, hey, I've, I've done promise the Lord in there. said, God, I see what's going on, and I'm going to preach it as straight as it is. And if people don't like it, then they'll have to find a place where they like it because that's what most of them do anymore anyhow. They hunt up a church where they fit in. They don't want to fit in with the Word of God. They want to fit in with something they feel comfortable in. I'm going to tell you, you'll never feel comfortable completely in the house of God. If the pastor, the bishop don't step on your toes, then you're not right anyway. Come on, God. Come on. If I can't step on your toes and step on mine, I'm already backslid. You're not perfect and neither am I. But I'm striving and you're striving. So we're all working toward the same thing. But I do, Sister Nancy, want to be counted faithful. Sister, I, I really believe because of your faithfulness, you've got that smile on your face and God's taking care of things. It's been forever since you heard this sister talk anything about sickness. Sister Iva Brandon as faithful no matter what anybody else says. And when God counts you faithful, you can abound in his blessing. My Lord, does anybody feel what I'm feeling in here? All right. Oh, Jesus. The power is waning because we're diseased in our feet. We're not walking right. Spiritually, you can all laugh at that. But I wouldn't want the Lord to open my eyes and see how many is walking that way in here. It might scare you. You might find out you're one of them. 
Come on. One man's faithfulness affected a whole nation. One man's faithfulness in FAC can affect this whole city if we'll allow it to work through us first. I've always prayed, I've always prayed, God, make me a minister that people can follow me and make it to heaven. And I'll never know when I get to that place. Only God does. Because every time I kneel down and pray, I always say, woe is me, O Lord. Oh, God, I'm I'm just clay in the potter's hands. God, would you mold me again and make me again? Make me a vessel that seemeth good to you and not to myself and not to everybody else. Because I'm going to tell you, there are some people who lie to you and tell you you're doing a good job when you're preaching soft, not preaching truth. You're not bearing down on, oh boy, oh bless. You know, as long as you're preaching good things and everybody's going to heaven and nobody's sinning, everybody's, whoo! And that's the only jumping you'll ever do is down here because you'll never make it up there. You want to get there, you got to jump down here and reach for it. Oh, it's getting quiet. It's all right, I'm about done. Mercy. I feel Holy Ghost in here. Not walking right. Somebody say the outside matters. Let's shout it. The outside matters. If you can't say that, you're not right. Let us hold on to our faith. Faithfulness. This isn't up there, Sister Dawn, so don't hunt for it. I'm just giving it for a reference. So you all know I'm still in the book. I like to give you a reference so you know I'm still there. I'm going to just reference to it. Numbers 13.30 and Numbers 14.6-9. Joshua and Caleb. Twelve spies were sent out to a promised land. Joshua and Caleb seen all the things that the other ten seen. They all saw the same thing. And they were quick to say it flows with milk and honey. Just as was said. But there was ten of those spies that saw giants and walled cities. And they said, we are not well to overcome them. Said, we were in their eyes as grasshoppers. And so were we. In other words, they had forgot all of the years that God had taken them across the Red Sea and all the miracles that he had done it had all been forgot about come on they were unfaithful children because they no longer seen the blessings of God when you're not walking right you fail to see the blessings of God 
Come on. When your heart is not right, you fail to see what God is doing. Conviction's going to be coming just a little bit. I'm going to tell you this, and I'm about to close. Faith does not deny the reality and the difficulty of the problem. Let me say this. Hold on, church. Listen to me. Faith does not deny the reality and the difficulty of the problem. But it does declare the power of God in the face of the problem. That there is a power that's greater than that problem that you're facing. Why go seek the powerless when you've got the power of God invested in you? Glory. Hallelujah. Brother Mason, you can come. The faith of one man can make a nation walk right and receive blessings for 35 years. And then on the 36th year, he veers off. You'd have never thought this of Asa. How many people has backslid or fell short lately and you couldn't believe it? I've seen pictures of ministers, families, and things that shock me to my gourd. People that I've revered, listened to in camp meetings, conferences, and now all at once there's something wrong with their walk. They still preach the name of Jesus. They still preach all that stuff. But holiness is not important no more. Yet holiness, the Bible said, without no man shall see God. It is important what we wear. It is so important that... I mean, let, me, let, me, let me... If you've never thought of it this way, then, then let me just stir up your thinking. It is so important of our outward appearance of what we wear... That it's the first thing the world sees. They can't see your inside. They can't see your spirit before you speak to them. But they can see your outward appearance. Holiness is important. They can see. I'm going to. Oh, glory. They can see holiness a block away. Be careful not you're not one of those that's there's there, there's there's a other side out there that dresses like it. And they've got long hair, ladies, and a tongue to match. They can tear down hey, they're t- hey, Bible says it's full of deadly poison. 
Why do you think he gives us the Holy Ghost? Why do you think? That's the last thing that he takes authority over in our life is our tongue. It is important what we wear. And I've heard it said, well, the men, they don't have to worry as much. Oh, yeah, we do. It's harder for us to show it. How are they going to see my holiness for a block away? Well, it's getting quiet in here. But I'm going to stir up your thinking. Listen, there should be not problems in the apostolic church. And else we're not walking right. Come on. There's some of you that's just strutting along that need your feet straightened out so you can really walk. Spiritually speaking, there's some of you that's on crutches. Come on. Spiritually. I wouldn't make a fun of nobody that's born with a defect or has a problem because of accident or something. That's, I'm not even talking about that. But I'm talking about us spiritually that we're diseased in the feet. And we're not, we don't have victory and we don't have peace. But we can have it. I'm going to tell you what I'm going to do. I'm going to open this altar. You know what? Until we get rid of this disease in the church... We'll never have the revival that God's promised. Until I start following pastor to the T and quit doubting what God's telling him. Come on. And let him be the man of God and lead me. I'll never abound in those blessings. Altars open, stand, as Brother and Sister Mason said. Thank you for listening. If you would like more information about our services and activities, you can find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter with the username FACMC. Again, that's FACMC. Thank you, and have a blessed day.